Hello, you are listening to the Faith for Life Austin podcast. Thanks for joining us today. If you don't yet know Jesus, I'm so glad that you're listening and I pray that this message will empower you to give your life to Christ. If you're just starting out in your journey with Jesus, I hope this empowers you to connect with him. If you're strong in your connection in Christ, I believe this message will empower you to follow him. So enjoy today's podcast. For all those who uh, I haven't had the pleasure to meet and those who are viewing online, again, my name is Pastor Mario. I have the privilege of being a pastor of such a great people and sharing the word of God with you as we do life in the name of Jesus. Um, I'm excited about what God wants to talk us talk about. We've been talking about the subject of faith for quite some time. Uh, and what the Lord actually placed on my heart for us to minister today was this. God is good. And God is for you. Come on. God is good. And God is for you. See that? He's good. That's his nature. That's his character. It says that Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. So he will always be good. <laughs> so it's, it's something, it's a good thing when the good one is for you. <laughs> All right, amen. So we're going to turn over here. We're going to take a look here at Psalms. Come on, let's just say that one more time. Say, say God is good, and God is for me. Let's say it one more time. Say, God is good. And God is for me. Come on, let's just do it one more time. We got this, the Father and Son. Let's say it one more time for the Holy Ghost. Say, God is good. And God is for me. Amen. So we're going to take a look here. We're going to go to Psalms 37. Let's get over there. Psalms 37. And we're just going to uh, read a little bit about that and let, let the word minister to our hearts. Amen. Praise the Lord. That's not that. I wrote that down. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. I wrote that down wrong. But that's, that's all right. That's all right. I have it. It's Psalms 34. Thank you. Psalms 34. Okay. Psalms 34. And we'll start off just at verse 1. It says, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. Okay, so what we're going to do is we're going to do the word. You know how we do it in our, in our midweek Bible study. When we get an opportunity to see what the word says, let's do the word. Well, why do we want to do it this way? So like when it says bless the Lord, what we're going to do is we're going to bless the Lord. Why? Because we get in ourselves accustomed to doing the word. See, the more you do the word, the more results of the word that you'll get. Right? So what we say, when it says Verse 1 says, I will bless the Lord at all times. We're just going to bless the Lord. What do I mean by bless the Lord? We're going to open up our mouths and we're going to say hallelujah. We're going to say thank you. We're going to say, Lord, you are the great one. We're just going to bless him. In other words, we're going to boast of his goodness. All right? All right, so come on. So come on, let's read this. Come, we're going to do this together. I will bless the Lord at all times. Hallelujah! Glory to God! Glory to God! Oh, Lord, you're good. Hallelujah, you're good. Glory to God. Woo! Hallelujah. 
I like this bunch. I like this bunch. You know, like, see what you, just give me one more second. Just give me one second. What normally happens, you know, like if you're starting your lawnmower at the beginning of the season, what normally happens is you pull on it one time, it doesn't work. You pull on it another time, it doesn't work. You have to move it around and maybe clean out the carburetor and do all that stuff and keep pulling on, keep pulling on, and finally it catches on. But see, y'all not like that time, that bunch. See, y'all, y'all work on the first, pull, the first pull. You pull that and say, I will bless the Lord, and it just happens. Come on, it starts. Come on, that's what's going to happen. Someone blesses the Lord over there, and it pops up over there, and then over there, and then over there. The next thing you know, the whole church is just worshiping God. <laughs> Woo, come on, I love that. Come on. I will. Okay, hold on. That, that means that's personal right there. Right? Meaning that I'm not waiting for someone else to do this. But what I'm doing is God is good, and God is for me. And we're going to see this in the scripture throughout today. So I'm just, I'm not going to wait because I know God is good. I'm just going to go ahead and just explode and go ahead and do this thing. Right? So, okay, here we go. We're going to read this. This is a decision that you have to make. All right? I will bless the Lord at all times. And his praise shall continually be in my mouth. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. You are the one who set me free. You are the one who blessed me. You are the one who was on my side. You are the one who kept me. You are the one who healed me. You are the one who restored me. You are the one who provided for me. You are the one who blessed my family. You are the one who has opened up doors, Lord God. I worship you. I worship you. I worship you. Hallelujah. Glory to God. See, that worship you do is, that, see, that's, even though there's people next to you and there's people around you, even though we're in the same room and we're doing this, it's not for someone else. This is just for Jesus. Now, we just happen to be in the same room worshiping him, right? But it's all about who he is. Come on. Come on. Because, see, how many of you know that sin has a price? Sin has a result. It says the payment or the, the wages of sin is death. Now that death is not just a stopping of life. But that death means it's death in every area of life. So what Jesus did is he took death in every area of life for you and I. Death in our mind. You know, there's some people who are in mental institutions, you know? But do you know that Jesus took that death part for them? There's people with, with symptoms of sickness and deed, which, which is basically death in their body. But Jesus took the price for that, so we don't have to. Now, see, I'm not saying that there's not things that's going to come, come after us or come for us or that we won't have opportunity to yield to it, but we don't have to. Amen? Amen. So because when we think about that one, that's the one why I would rather lose my voice worshiping him and praising him than at a football game, a basketball game, a baseball game, or any other type of game. Even my kids, right? Even, even the kids' football game, baseball game, whatever game they may have, even though we celebrate them, but that praise ain't going to be greater than my praise for my Jesus. Because Jesus is the one who gives us those. Amen? Praise God. All right. Okay, so I think we can make it to verse 2. You, you all think we can make it? <laughs> okay. 
my soul shall make her boast in the Lord. Woo, that sounds like another way of saying praise to me. So I'm just going to go ahead and do it anyway. Hallelujah, glory to God. Oh, you're so good. There is no God like you. Everybody else, every other God is dead, but you are the true and living God. Hallelujah, I worship you. You're the God who makes the wrong right. You're the God who makes the wrong right. You are the God who can turn those things which were once dead and bring them back to life. You're that God. Hallelujah. That's the boast we're talking about. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The humble shall hear and be glad. So who is the humble? The humble are those who will submit to God. That's what humility is. Humility is not bowing down your head. That's not humility. Humility is saying that you are greater than I am, so I submit to you. That's what humility is. Humility is saying, Jesus, what do you say about how I should live? Jesus, what do you say concerning my life, concerning my family, concerning my kids, concerning my money, concerning what I watch on TV. What do you say about concerning what I post? What do you say about what I tweet? What do you say about it? See, that, that, that's what Lord means to be master, means to be supreme in authority. <laughs> I just remember when I was a kid, there was this, there was this cartoon called uh, he man, he was the master of the universe. <laughs> so was, you know, this buff character, whatever. But I'll tell you that Jesus is the master of all creation. Well, the reason why he's the master of all creation because all creation was created by him. <laughs> Amen. He is the master. Amen. Glory to God. All right. So, in uh oh, uh oh, y'all see verse three? Well, what y'all? Oh, y'all ready for verse? Uh oh, uh oh, uh oh. All right, we're going to read this together. We're going to read verse 3 together, all right? You ready? Oh, magnify the Lord with me. Let us exalt his name together. Hallelujah! Glory to God. You're so good. 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 You're so so good you're so good you're better than good there's not enough words to say you're great Lord God hallelujah you're good and you're great you're magnificent you are awesome I'm in awe of you Lord God hallelujah Woo. Uh oh that wasn't everybody that wasn't everybody how, how many are you people of the word come on are you people of the word you believe the word okay. do you do the word Okay, then we got to do verse 3 because we can't move forward without doing it. So that means that, oh yeah, come on. You know what, come on. I, I want to ask, would you stand up with me? Would you stand up with me? Come on, will you stand up with me? Come on, let's stand up and let's, let's just do the word because see, the word will bring those results. 
And see, and now in this time frame, what the enemy wants you to do is he wants you to be in fear and let your words be the words that he wants you to say. Because see, see what we know is this, that life and death is in the power of the tongue, right? And God has given you his authority. See, and what you decree, he said, you shall decree a thing and it shall be established. All right? So what we're going to do is we're going to do the word. And we're going to let the word be established in our heart. Amen? Be established in our life. Be established wherever we go. All right? All right, so let's do this right now. It says, oh, magnify the Lord with me. Let us exalt his name together. Hallelujah. Glory. Woo! You're so good. We exalt you, Lord God. We lift you up. We magnify, make big your great and magnificent name, your holy name, your great name, your strong name, your perfect name. Oh, glory to you, God. Glory to you. Glory to you. Glory to you. Hallelujah. Glory to God. I just got in my spirit. If this is a word for you, you just take this. I just got in my spirit. God said, I'm working. God said, I'm working. <laughs> See, remember, we've been talking about faith, right? And faith, those five elements of faith were, you can be seated. Those five elements of faith were what? They were, they were hearing. They were receiving. They were believing, they were speaking, but what was that last part? Yeah. See, by us exalting him, magnifying, declaring how great he is, we're actually letting our face loose. Remember we were talking about at the beginning of the, the subject of faith that there are three things with every store? And the first thing was you had to go into the store. <laughs> the next thing is that you had to put it in the cart, right? And the last thing you had to do was to check out. Well, you're, you're acting, you're, 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 you're rejoicing today, you're magnifying today as you checking out those things that you got in your car. Those things that you've been believing God for, that's what's happening. You're checking out. You're not, wondering, you're not wandering around the store aimlessly. Because if you wander around the store aimlessly and never check out, you never have possession. And God needs you to possess something. God needs you to increase. God needs you to expand. Why? Because that's the type of God he is and that being his children, then that's what we need to be doing. Amen? Praise God. Woo. All right, we're going somewhere. Oh, okay. So It says, I sought the Lord and he heard me and delivered me from what? All my fears. All my fears. I sought the Lord. He heard me and he delivered me from all my fear. Now, this is just to bring home that point again that God is listening to you. God is not turning a deaf ear towards you, but he's listening to you. And then he says, Look, he delivered me from all my fear. Now, one person may have a fear of this. Another person may have a fear of that. A person may have a fear of spiders. A person may have a fear of 
closed spaces. A person may have a fear of any different thing. But the great thing about this, Jesus, the master of all, he said that he will deliver no matter what the fear may be. Which means that the people of God are to be fearless. Woo! Yeah. Come on. It's a, it talks about, you know, we should be doing mighty exploits for the Lord. You know that? That's what the Bible says. We should be doing mighty exploits. In other words, we should be doing things that the world's like, how did you do that? How do you know that the believers, we should be, we should be coming up with cures for different things. We should be inventing different things. We, we, we should be the one coming up with different businesses and services. We, we should be the one expanding. We should be the one. Why? Because, see, it, we operate at a higher level. We operate at a higher level. See, a problem for a believer is just like, oh, this is an opportunity to put in another solution. That's all a problem is. It's another opportunity to allow God be God. Now, are you allowing, are, are you with me that you want to let God be God? Then I say, oh, it's a problem. Okay, Lord, how do you want to do this one? Do you remember Moses? It, it talks about that, that one time that the Lord told Moses to, to, uh, to hit the rock and then the water came out, right? The next time he told him to speak to the rock, but he didn't speak to the rock. He hit it and the water came out. Now, God did that because God is merciful and he want, he'll make sure that the people that he's ministering to will get what, what he want, desires for them to get. But if he had spoken to the rock, guess what would have happened? The water would have came out. See, God has many different ways to do. He has not many different ways. He has an innumerable, innumerable way of doing whatever it is, the problem that we're facing, of answering it, of causing it to be <laughs> like, oh, man, I, what, I did have a problem. What was, what was that problem? What, what, what was that problem? It's to, be so, it's to be so great, so grand, so vast that we, we no longer think about the problem, but we just think about how wonderfully he did it. Has God ever done something wonderful in your life? Hey, you, you know what? Let, let's, I want to do this. I want to do this. I want you all, if God has ever did something wonderful for you, what I want you to do is I want you to send an email here into the church. And what we want to start doing, we want to start testifying of the goodness of the Lord. We want to begin to tell other people about how great God is. And see, the thing is this, it, the more you hear about this thing, oh, I'm going to get into this verse later. Mm, I'm going to say, it says later on in this chapter, it says, oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. See, what winds up happening is if you ever went out to, uh, to lunch or dinner to eat with someone, you know, someone you love, someone you care about, and you're eating something, and it's just so good. You know where you make that sound, mm, you, know, you know what I'm talking about? It's, it's like, it's, you know, that type of thing, you know, maybe your eyes rolling back your head, and you're like, mm, you know, well, I'm talking about good, right? That good stuff. Well, if, if you have that, what, what do you know, what do you do? You gotta try this, right? You tell the person that you're with, Hey, try this. Why? Because it is so good. Well, see, and that's what we should be doing as believers. We should, our life should be so good. But hey, hey, I need you to try this. <laughs> hey, I need you to try this because this is just so good. I need you to try this life with God because I'm telling you it is so good. It's exceeding abundantly above all that you can ask or think. Glory to God. With no artificial sweeteners or preservatives or color. <laughs> all right? I mean, I'm talking about just good. Praise God. All right. Woo, all right. 
And it says this, it's uh, verse 5 of uh, Psalms 34. They looked unto him and were lightened, and their face were not ashamed. This poor man cried, and the Lord heard him and saved him out of all his troubles. Uh Uh-oh. Look at this. It said, this poor man cried. Now, what what does it mean to be poor? To me, poor just simply means to lack, right? There's some people who lack health, some people who lack healing, you know, like lack health, some people who lack wealth, some people who lack a job, just lack social status. There's, there's lack right all over. So, but it's saying that what does he do for that person that lacks? He said that person cried to the Lord and he heard him. So what should we be doing if we lack in any area? And what will the Lord do? He's going to hear you, right? And what will the good one do? <laughs> what do you say he's going to do? He's going to deliver them from all their troubles. Does anyone have trouble in their life? Does, in, does anyone have any trouble in your life? Do you have any trouble or any area that's not just right? Do you have any of those? Only a couple people? Oh, okay. Well, all right. Praise God, maybe y'all been doing this. But so, okay, so what he's saying, if you have any trouble that the Lord, again, remember, Lord means master, supreme in authority, highest in rank, chief ranking officer, meaning that you can't get any higher than him. Okay, <laughs> all right. I remember one time um, I was talking to someone and we were, we were talking about this, um, this, this service and uh, we were talking about this deal and the gentleman said to me, well, I want to talk to somebody else. I said, ain't nobody hired me. He was like, oh, okay. Right, what, what? And so th- that's what I want you to get to understand. It. There is nobody higher than your Jesus. There is no one higher. See, remember, Jesus is the head and you're his body. If you're submitted to him and you're following his plan, when someone comes against you, oh, ain't nobody higher than me. Why? Because it's not me that I'm saying that, that I'm higher than them. What I'm saying is the one who I'm in is higher than whatever you can come up with or ever you can say or whatever you can do. He, he can, I'm following his direction. I'm following his direction. So there's nothing higher than that. Amen? Praise God. This is good. He saved them out of all their troubles. I know, look, everybody may not want to say that, but I know there's some troubles right now. I, I know there's some troubles in some, uh, in, in some people's homes, some troubles in people's marriage, some trouble with some, some people's kids, some, peop- some trouble in people's bank account. There's, there's some trouble. But know this, Jesus today God today wanted me to share with us all, with us all, that he is the one who will save, meaning deliver you out of all your trouble. All of it. Not some of it. Remember we were talking about when... You know, he talks about being fearless. When the, when the fear is gone, you're now fearless. 
God wants you to be troubleless. He wants you to be troubleless. Again, not saying that there won't be opportunities where trouble will come about, but what it's saying is when the trouble gum comes, you won't just accept the trouble. When the trouble comes, you will simply call on the Lord, who, who is the master, the one who's supreme in authority. You're going to give it to him. He will hear you, and he will deliver you out of it all. Out of it all. I, uh, I knew this gentleman. He, um, he worked for the post office. And uh, something happened, and they fired him wrongfully and didn't want to give him his, his benefits, and he had more than enough time to retire. He didn't, have a, uh, he didn't have the resources to get a lawyer, so he went in to be the lawyer himself against the government. Now, I would not advise that. Right? There's a reason why people are in there. But if the Lord tells you, now remember we said that the Lord has an innumerable ways to do what it is that he wants to do. So he goes in, he gets peace for him to do it himself. And there are a team of government lawyers against this guy who has never been to law school. But, you know, it talks about in Joshua 1.8 that this book of the law shall not depart from you day and night, but you shall meditate therein day and night. And it says, and then, what? You'll prosper and have good success, right? So he was a person of the word, and so they would say something, and, you know, he's, he's presenting this case, and then Holy Ghost would just tell him, say this. He says this, and now all of a sudden the team is over there looking through books and trying to find it. Because he said something. And then the Lord will say, say this. And they're like, then they're like, can we get a continuance? Why? Because they weren't ready for the wisdom of God. And what ultimately happened is they had to pay him for wrongfully terminating him and give him a boatload of money. Right? What I'm saying is that the Lord will deliver you out of all your trouble. Out of all of it. All of it. All of it. All of it. There's a reason why you're here today. He's saying, I don't want you to have any more trouble. Now, what do I mean by have it? I don't want you to take it and hold on to it. I don't want you to keep it. But what I want you to do is to give it to me. I want you to give it to me and let me instruct you on what to do about it. Because how many know that Jesus is a great deliverer? He is mighty to save. Hallelujah. Glory to God. <laughs> Savior, he can move the mountains. My God is mighty to save. He is mighty to save. Forever, author of salvation, our God is mighty to save. He is mighty to save. See, that's why. That's why we need to worship Him. Because if we don't, 
if we don't fill ourselves full of the word and worship, because true worship should line up with the word. Songs should line up with the word. Something can call itself of the, you know, it talks about genre. It can call itself a Christian genre. But if it don't line up with this, it's not. It's not gospel. And how many know you can actually sing the word? That's what Psalms is. That, that's, we're actually reading Psalms. This is a song book. And it's in the middle of the Bible. So we should be, so in the middle of your heart, yeah, should be a song to the living God. Should be your praise and your worship to him. And see, that will help to anchor you. Because you, you remember, how many of you remember, I can, I can say something that's probably like 20 years old. I'll start singing it and you'll get it like that. Why? Because you've heard it over and 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 over again where it's been planted and rooted deep on the inside of me. So what about if you take the word and you put that word on the inside of you and you speak it over and over and over and put your eyes on it and hear yourself saying it over and over and over again, speaking the word, declaring the word, meditating on the word. The Bible says what? You have good success. Whew, praise the Lord. Come on. Hallelujah. Y'all enjoying this? Come on. The, the word is good. Come on, right? It's sweeter than the honeycomb, I tell you. The word is good. Now, verse 7, it says, The angel of the Lord encamped round about them that fear him and delivered them. So, so I was like, Lord, what is the time? You know, help me. What's the illustration for this? You all remember Daniel? So Daniel, he had been, he'd been raised to a point where he's like, under the king, and what winds up happening, they're jealous of Daniel. One of the things that is said about Daniel was that he was a man of excellence and a man without fault. How can you be a person of excellence and a person without fault? You be a person of excellence and a person without fault by living a life according to the word by allowing Holy Spirit to lead you in every way. See, sometimes people got into sin because they went to a place where they should have never went in the first place. And if they would have never went there, they would have never been exposed to them, to that. And if they wouldn't have been exposed to that, then they wouldn't have been entangled with that. And if they wouldn't have been entangled with that, then they would have never had to try to be delivered from that. So living a life where we follow the leading of Holy Spirit. You say, well, how, how do I do that? Look, living a spirit-led life is a, is a life that lines up with this word. Saying, you know what? Does that place glorify God? It's a simple question. Actually. Does that place glorify God? If that place does not glorify God, don't go. Don't go. Especially if you're in some trouble. That's like an alcoholic going to a bar talking about, I ain't going to drink. Right? That's not a good thing. 
But how many know this? There's deliverance for that, for that person who are dealing with alcoholism. People are dealing with different things. You know what you're dealing with. But God wants to deliver you. God wants you free. Praise God. All right, that's Holy Ghost. Okay, so we're talking about Daniel, right? So they're jealous of Daniel. And this is in Daniel chapter 6. You know, I, I want to ask you, I want to encourage you all to, to read this today. So they're jealous of him. They can't find anything wrong with him. So what winds up happening, they write this decree because they're saying he is faultless, but the one thing that he does habitually, meaning all the time and never miss, is that he prays to God. See, so what they did is they came to the king and said, hey, king, see, that's why you have to watch who's advising you. Because, see, the king was with Daniel. He's like, yeah, this, I like him. He said, I like what he does. I, I like what he stands for. I like how he, how he conducts himself. So what winds up happening is they have him write a decree saying for 30 days that no one will pray a prayer to God or to, to any type of God or to any type of man except for you. Right? So they, they plan on him. They plan on his ego. So he's, and they said, let it be established after this law, meaning so that when you write it, it can't be changed. So he writes it. And Daniel, he hears about this law. So what does Daniel do? Okay, Lord, I'll talk to you in 30 days. He, he, he didn't do that. Because, see, there was consequences for not doing it. And that consequence was that you were going into the lion's den. Well, see, there's going to... Now, I want you to see this. The king represented the government. So there's going to be times when governments... Because how many know that governments are ran by men, right? How, how many know men miss it? Right? How many know that men can be used by the enemy? Right? Man is not our enemy, but we know we do have an enemy in the state, right? So there's going to be times where the enemy will use those who are in the government to try to stop us from doing the will and the word of God. And we have to be like Daniel. You know what Daniel did? He went, in this, he went into his room like normal. He opened the windows like normal. Set his face towards Jerusalem like normal. And he prayed three times a day. In other words, don't change or don't be moved off of what God is telling you to do. No matter what it seems like the end results will be. Because remember what we heard with what God said. He says, he's going to deliver you out of all your troubles. So if you are doing something that he directed you to do, and it's going to bring about punishment for you, don't worry about it. God will deliver you. I'm not saying that you won't, may not have to go through some things, but that's okay. He's with you. How many of you would rather go through the valley of the shadow of death with God than go through it on your own? Because see, not to pray would essentially be Daniel turning his back on God, saying, God, I, I hear you, but I believe in their strength more than I believe in yours. So I want to encourage you. Now is the time that 
more so than ever that we need to build ourselves up. And we need to be steadfast in what God is speaking to our hearts and what the word of God is saying. We cannot be moved no matter who or what is telling us different. It may be some family members. It may be some friends. It may be some coworkers. It may be some business owners. Maybe some employers. It may be the government. Maybe some judges. But we cannot be moved. We cannot be moved because there, Jesus is Lord. Jesus is Lord. He's the one who's Lord. Amen? Glory to God. Okay. So, all right. So, Daniel, he's doing this. And so, the, they come to the king and say, hey, king, uh, Daniel's praying. The king's like, oh, no, not Daniel. No, no, not, not, you know, he's thinking like, man, when I signed that, why didn't I think about Daniel? Because I know he prays. He's thinking, oh, man. So, so what the king does is for the rest of the day, he's trying to come up with a way or see if there's a law or something that can change to, for, to not put Daniel in the lion's den. But, you know, the, the enemy, his, those, who were, those who were against Daniel, how many you know they made this, this, they made it sealed tight where there was no way that he could get out of it? They looked at all the laws. They took their time and they, they wrote this thing in such a way that it was ironclad. So what winds up happening? King finally, at the end of the day, he said, okay, take Daniel to the lion den. This is hurting him. Come on, let's, let's go over there. Let's, let's go over there. I'm calling it, but I really want you to, really want you to see this. Uh, praise the Lord Jesus. Glory to God. Praise the Lord. So that's Daniel chapter 6. And let's read here in verse... 16, then the king commanded them that brought Daniel, cast him into the lion's den. Now the king spake and said unto Daniel, thy God whom thou serve continually will deliver thee. So what is the first thing he did? He said, you know what? I may not be able to break this law. Meaning that his, the way that they had it set up that his hands was tied. He couldn't do it. But what he could do would add his faith with Daniel's. <laughs> See, sometimes that's what you got to do. You, sometimes, okay, let me say this. If you can't agree with someone who's standing in faith, then don't say nothing about it. Don't say nothing about it. But if you can't agree, then agree with them. But don't try to cause them to waver. Don't allow the enemy to use you to tell them no. It's as simple as, okay, well, what's, what scripture are you standing on? Hey, what do you believe in God for? Okay, well, you know, I can agree with that. Why? Because it's in the Bible. So we don't ever want to be Cause, we don't want to be a place where we cause someone to be a stumble, to stumble 
off of what they're believing God for. But what we want to do is we want to come alongside them and, and help hold them up. Amen? And remember, whatever a person sow, that shall they reap. How many of you know say, hey, when I'm going through something, it's good to have somebody come and, and, and help gird me up. But if you don't have nothing to say, you can just turn around and go somewhere else. If it's not lining up with the scripture, please just keep your mouth closed. All right. So, so this is what happened. And we'll catch here in verse 17. And the stone was brought and laid upon the mouth of the den. And the king sealed it with his signet and with the signet of his Lord. That, uh, that the purpose might not be changed concerning David. I mean, Daniel. So in other words, saying that it's not going to change. So then it talks about how the king all night, he tossing and turning. He's like, I don't want no music. You know, I don't even want to eat. I'm, it's, it's bothering him. He's like, not Daniel. I, not Daniel. He's my top advisor. He's blessed. I know God is with him. So what winds up happening? So it says early in the morning that he, the king, he said he would move into the, to, to the lion den. He's not, waiting. He's, he's not waiting for his royal chariot. He ain't ready for the royal horse. He said, I'm getting there. I'm moving. I'm going there. So he goes there. Let, let's see what happens. In verse 20. And when he came to the den, he cried with a lament in his voice. Now think about this. This lament in his voice. He wasn't like, Daniel, Daniel. No. He's like, Daniel! Like, it's, it's on, he's, this is from his very bowels. This is from his very heart. Daniel! What did he say to Daniel? He said, Oh, Daniel, servant of the living God, is thy God, whom thou serve continually, able to deliver you from the lions? And notice Daniel said, Okay. <laughs> Live forever. <laughs> Daniel was cool about this. He was cool. With, he, he was settled in this. He was settled in this. So he said, okay, live forever. Let's see here in verse 22. What did he say? My God has sent his angel, and he has shut the mouth of the lion, that they did not hurt me for as much as before him I'm innocent was, was I found. And also before thee, O king, I am done, no hurt. And then the king was exceedingly glad and commanded that they should take Daniel up out of the den. It's like, oh man. He was like, get, get my boy, get him up, get him up, get him up, get him up. He good. He get up and guess what happens? He's like, turn around, let me see him. He ain't even a scratch on him. Y'all see, look at this, look at this. Look at this, he ain't no scratch on him. Y'all didn't know we didn't throw pretty people in here and they ate them all up. But then look at this. He was in, they had to lift him up out of the pit. Think about that. Mm. Look up how much a lion eats in the day, you'll understand why great, how, how great this is. Praise God. All right. All right. So, right here, right here. All right. Then was uh, the king exceedingly glad and commanded that he should take Daniel up out of the den. So, Daniel was taken up out of the, out of the den, and no matter of hurt was found on him because he believed in his God. Why? Because he believed in his God. Well, what we would say, isn't that faith? 
So faith can cause you not to be hurt. Come on, this is good. Come on, you see why the Lord had us on faith for a while? All right, okay. So now, notice what happens next. Because the Bible says, whatever a man sow, that shall he reap. You know, these people made these things ironclad, right? They made this ironclad, meaning that it is, you can't, it's inescapable. So this is what the king says. The king commanded those, uh, okay, the king, the king commanded, and those brought the men, brought those men who accused Daniel, and cast them into the lion's den. Their children, their wives, as well. And what happened? When they threw the lions in, it says that they didn't even get a chance to touch the ground before all their bones were broken. Woo! Now, would you rather be on God's side? Wouldn't you want to be on this side here? Wouldn't, I mean, see, that's, that's a good thing. Remember Daniel. Oh, King, live forever. King Lee forever. See, 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 when you're standing in faith, when you're believing God, when you hear what his word says and you put it on the inside, you're not moved. So if God has to have an angel to shut the mouths of a lion, it'll be done. He's a God who delivers us from all our troubles. He's a God who has his angels and cap round about us. He's a God who has got us covered. He's a God saying, you can be fearless. Why? Because all you have to do is believe and trust in me. That's what he's asking us to do today. He's saying, believe and trust in me. In other words, don't put your eyes on the issue. Daniel didn't put his eyes on the, well, he understood the decree, but he wasn't moved. The only thing that can move us as believers, the only things that should move us as believers, I should say, would be the word of God and the spirit of God. If it's not the word, if it's not his spirit, and his spirit will line up with his word, then I'm not moving. I'm not moving. See, that's what happened with all those who were in the faith hall of fame. They were led by the word of God and led by the spirit of God. And God has called you all to be Hall of Famers. God has called you all to be Hall of Famers. And you're not just going to get this little ring, but he wants to give you a crown. Amen? You're going to be robed in righteousness. Amen? See, God is good. And he's for you. God is good. And he's for you. He's good, and he's for you. Oh, come on, magnify the Lord with me. God is good, and he's for you. God is on your side. God has, he's delivered you from all your fear. He's delivered you from all your trouble. He is good, and he's on your side. Come on, what can man do unto me? Come on. He's called you to be more than a conqueror. This is this God. And he wants you to know that he loves you and that he's good. Well, if you enjoyed today's podcast, there's a couple things I would love for you to do. Subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. 
You can also invest in helping us empower others to follow Jesus by texting any dollar amount to 512-520-0185. Thanks again for joining us today on the Faithful Life Austin Podcast.